There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning to the Wednesday edition of the podcast. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh. We would like to thank each of you for listening, those of you that support the podcast, those of you that listen each and every day. Maybe you're new to the podcast. We rejoice in each and every listener that the Lord has given us, and we're thankful that you're here listening as well. I know the school is back in session. We have many homeschoolers that listen. We thank the Lord for each of you and your family. I pray that you diligently listen, but also learn. We want to make these as simple as we can. And uh, that each child can understand them, that every child would have an understanding of something in the scripture. And so we'll be praying for you, pray for us, for others listening, your commuters listening. Thank the Lord for each and every one of you. I'm going to get right into Matthew chapter 5, and I'm going to go through these Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes here, but I'm going to go on through the Sermon on the Mount and take my time with it and just hopefully give understanding. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain when he was set. His disciples came unto him. Now, it's interesting, that word set there has to do with placed. He was just in the right place, and uh, therefore Jesus Christ is right where he needed to be. His disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, and then we're going to see the words of Jesus Christ. And I realize in the volume of the book it is written of me, but there's just something when Jesus Christ speaks, the words that he spake, the power in his words, and how we bless the name of the Lord. And he's going to give this Sermon on the Mount, and he's going to give it to his disciples when he says this, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. There are many folks today that are poor in spirit, but very few of them truly have been born of God. Most are poor in spirit because of the calamities of life and the destruction that sin has brought upon them, rather than what Jesus Christ is referencing here, those that are poor in spirit because it's circumstances beyond their control. There are many that are poor in spirit. There are many that are just feeble. Can I say it on that sense? There are many that just don't have the strength in their spirit of what they once had. They don't have the richness of the spirit that they once had. Therefore, they're poor in spirit. And he says, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And so we thank the Lord for that. And that's a blessing. And a lot of folks look at folks like that, and they look down at them. They look, uh, maybe think they're better than them. And it's interesting, I was listening to Brother Oliver B. Green on the radio yesterday, and he was speaking of this idea of when you think you're better than somebody, and what a disgrace it is, or what a, a shallowness it is, what an awfulness it is, when you think that you're a little bit better off than somebody else, when you think you have a little bit more wealth than somebody else, when you think you're a little bit smarter than somebody else, when you think that you have a little bit of a richer spirit than somebody else, the pride that accompanies that. The best thing you could do is go look in the mirror and find out what really, what manner of man you truly are. And that looking glass will help you if you'll be honest with it. But most folks won't be honest with it. Uh, most folks have been lying to it for years. They're going to keep lying to it. Blessed are they that mourn. 
where they shall be comforted. Why? Because Jesus Christ is on earth. And those that mourn shall be comforted. We see that, of course, at the tomb of Lazarus. Uh, we see that with Jairus' daughter. We see those that mourn. They're comforted. Why? Jesus Christ and the resurrection. That's why we sorrow not as others which have no hope. And so the saints of God today do not sorrow as others that have no hope, but they sorrow knowing that, again, the resurrection is around the corner. The resurrection is soon to come. The resurrection could be today. And by that, that first resurrection, by the way, uh, that, that has taken place, that first resurrection at Calvary, when those graves were opened up and those saints of God appeared to many in Jerusalem, and so many folks just look at that as, really just kind of a, a general resurrection, but not all the saints of God appeared to men. Jesus Christ went down, preached to the prisoner, took captivity captive. He uh, descended the lowest parts of the earth, but after that, then he ascended. And he took them to the Father and presented them to the Father. Not all the saints of God resurrected. But in this day, when we hear the trump of God, the voice of the archangel, that shout comes from heaven, we're all that are saved by the grace of God are going up. Those left behind will receive strong delusions that they shall believe a lie, that they might be damned because they receive not the love of the truth. But those who are saved by the grace of God are going up. And therefore, we blessed are they that mourn. Why, they shall be comforted. That is also the comfort of the Holy Ghost. And only he can give that type of comfort. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Moses, we know, is the meekest of all men upon this earth. And yet even Moses one time lost his temper. We see that. He called the children of Israel rebels. He smoked the rock twice. And we see Moses, but yet he was the meekest of all men. He just took it. And part of that meekness, we understand, is not defending yourself, just living the life you live. And when folks speak ill of you, just accept what it is. And I've said for many, many years, it doesn't hurt when folks lie about you. It hurts when they tell the truth. Because you know there's a folly. You know there's a failure. You know, but then again, you still don't defend yourself. And therefore, you let the Word of God defend you. If the Word of God can't defend you, you're in a lot of trouble. There's a lot of folks today that don't have meekness. They don't want to have meekness. They're brash and bold. They think their thoughts are better. They think their ways are better. They think their manner of life is better. They think their words need to be heard. And I say to the young preachers listening, one of the greatest follies that a young preacher has as when he thinks he needs to speak. And I don't know how many times I've been in a group of preachers. And there's a couple of young preachers there. They're not like Elihu. They're not sitting there ready with their belly ready to burst. No, they're the first ones to speak. They're the ones talking. And then it's these senior saints of God that they can learn from. These senior men that they can gain instruction from. But they themselves got to be the ones to speak. There's no meekness in that. Therefore, the meek shall inherit the earth. In the days of Jesus Christ, uh, they came. And they destroyed those that followed Christ, hated those that followed Christ. We see in the, in the early church, they were persecuted greatly. They were stoned. They were sawn asunder. And therefore, we see them in the word of God. But they were the meekest of all people. The world has never seen people with that meekness. It's what's really missing today in a lot of lives. There's no meekness. There's no uh, ability to refute truth with quietness and to refute statements with quietness. There's we must defend ourselves. We must defend our honor. We are gun-toting, you know, Donald Trump voting Americans, and therefore we have to speak up. But when it's with the word of God being attacked, therefore we'll do nothing. I remember on the street corner many years ago in Baltimore, to God be the glory, I could say this. It probably wasn't always this way, but this one time I came through shining a little bit. And so I tell those stories. They make me look good. I don't tell the other stories. 
And I'm on the street corner preaching, and a Jewish man comes up and begins to curse in my face. He's on the phone talking, and he says, there's one of these evangelists. He's screaming at me and cursing me, threatening to knock my head off and punch me in the face. And he comes back and and cocks his fist like he's going to hit me, and I'm standing there holding a sign, holding my Bible, preaching. And I didn't stop preaching. And finally, the man with me says to me, after he walked away, the man with me says, he said, brother, what would you have done? And I said, well, I would have taken the punch. I'm out here on the streets. I'm not going to defend my my honor. I'm not going to go out there. I'm, I'm going to take a punch from a Jew. And people say, oh, that's not God's way. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. That is God's way. The problem is we've gotten so far from that that uh, we, we're tough guys. We're Americans. You know, Go to Cambodia. Go to Vietnam. Go to these Southeast Asian countries where you can't withstand authority. They'll lock you in prison. And you say, well, I'll tell them how it is. Well, enjoy your dungeon, enjoy your prison cell, enjoy the roaches and your rice for supper, because that's what you're going to get. If your family comes and feeds you, you'll get roaches and your rice. Otherwise, you're not going to get food. So just go ahead and enjoy that. Go ahead and defend yourself. Go ahead and stick up for yourself. Go ahead and tell the police like it is. Go ahead and tell authorities like it is. We have a generation that's lost that meekness. We're brash. We're loud. And by the way, the loudest and brashest of all people have accomplished nothing in their lives. They've done nothing in their lives. And I talk about religion now. We're talking about even in church, the most obnoxious, loud preachers that talk the biggest have never done anything. You hear a man say, well, they come in my house. I'll blow their brains out. I told a man recently, I said, well, you enjoy the nightmares then. You go ahead and enjoy that. You go ahead and enjoy uh, having the carpet cleaned and Having your wife have to come to a house and live in a house where you blew somebody's brains out because you didn't have any meekness. You enjoy that. You go ahead and just enjoy the nightmare that your children will see because somebody came in your house. And rather than use other methods to try to remove them from your house, first you did is blow the brain. Go ahead and enjoy that. You just go ahead and enjoy the night. A guy, a guy told me, he said, I won't have any nightmares. I'll sleep like a baby. And I said, well, I got a wife. I may sleep like a baby. My wife's not going to sleep like a baby. She's going to toss and turn and cry all night. Just foolish talk. Silly talk. And people say, oh, you're just a compromise. You're just a wimp. Well, come to my house, break in my house, and find out. I'm not going to shoot you. I'm just going to run you out. And by the way, I'm big enough to throw most people out of my house, so I don't worry about it. And I did, really never had to throw anybody out of my house. I'm hoping not to. Meekness, meekness, meekness is not defending oneself. Yes, you defend your home. Yes, you defend your automobile. Yes, you defend your family. You do it with strength. You do it with power. But just bragging about blowing somebody's brains out is foolish talk. That's just silly talk. Imagine somebody out in the world listening to a preacher bragging, or they come in and I'll blow their brains out. My friend, you just enjoy that living in that home where somebody's blood was splattered all over the wall, and you as a preacher of the gospel, as a deacon, as a Sunday school teacher, as a saint of God, and you're going to stand there and preach to a congregation, teach a congregation, attend the congregation, be a witness in your community, be a witness to your neighbors, and you're the one that brags about blowing somebody's brains out. What a tremendous testimony that'll be in the community. I would say most in the community will come and applaud you and love you and think what a kind Christian you are and what a gentle person you are because you used all meekness when you bragged about blowing somebody's brains out. Now, I hit a stump there in preaching that happens sometimes, even on the podcast, because all I hear is a bunch of foolish, loudmouth drivel today that has no strength behind it, has no power behind it. It's all words. It's all American talk, has nothing to do with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Go to England and brag about blowing somebody's brains out. You're not even allowed to own a gun. You go to Sweden and brag about if somebody breaks in my house, I'll break, I'll blow their brain. Go brag about that. So only in America do you have the privilege to be so brash and so foolhardy as to ignore all meekness 
and to ignore all words of meekness and to submit yourself under the mighty hand of God and submit yourself that God will take care of you. He is your protector. Safety is of the Lord. Only in America do you have the brashness to brag about blowing somebody's brains out. There's countries that men and women are hidden underground. They're in caves hiding. They don't brag about killing the authorities. They don't boast about somebody comes in this cave. We'll run them out of here with a switch. We'll give them. The, no, why? Because they'll put tear gas in the cave. When your children run out, they'll cut their heads off with swords. You know, it's foolish talk. Foolish, braggadocious. Braggadocious talk is all it is. And it comes out of a belly that's full of iniquity. And that's where we are today. There's no meekness in folks today. There's no ability to have that meekness. Why we watch too many John Wayne movies, but heard too much foolish talk. We heard too much braggadocious talk. Too many big men with big bellies bragging about how tough they are. Go ahead, tough guy. Live with that in your conscience. Wake up in the middle of the night screaming because you can picture that man's brains being blown all over your wall in your bedroom. Go ahead and wake up with it. Go ahead and enjoy that for a while. But meanwhile, God said the meek would inherit the earth. That's a promise of God. He's preaching this to the same disciples that he told to go buy a sword. He's preaching that to them, but he tells them that the meek shall inherit the earth. You say, well, Moses slew a man, buried him in the sand. Well, he smote an, he smote an Israelite. And that Egyptian smote that Israelite, so Moses slew him. But then 40 years in the wilderness, you never see Moses do that again. He comes out of the wilderness, the strength of God, the power of God. He's had that experience with God at that bush that burned and yet was not consumed. You never see Moses do that again. Why? Because Moses is a changed man in the wilderness. Moses came out and he came out with meekness, yet he was bold as a lion. And that's what a lot of folks came to say. Boldness is in the Lord. Boldness is in the word of God. Boldness is in the message that God gives you. It's not in your day-to-day -day life. It's not in your actions. It's not how braggadocious you are and how foolhardy you are. No, boldness comes from the word of God. And I would suggest to you that if you're braggadocious and bold and like a lion out in the public, you might be a little church mouse in the pulpit. You might be a little cock-a-doodle-doo rooster in the pulpit. You might be a little cock-a-doodle-doo rooster at your house. You might be just a little church mouse because you don't have the strength where God wants you to have the strength because God demands meekness of you. And a strong man is a meek man. Well, I think we'll stop there. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. We'll be back tomorrow with more of the Beatitudes on this podcast. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angel
angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. 